Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Año Nuevo, uh, this is the Man of the Post Extra Time podcast, uh, I am your host Chris, with me this week I have got uh, Jesse. did I do that right? Hola! Hola, I, was I close? That was great. Was it? Yeah, muy bien, I'm so glad we're doing this podcast in Spanish today. <laughs> well that's as far as I get, um, <laughs> and with me this week, okay we're doing this in Spanish, uh, with me this week also I've got uh, Emma Buenostente. <laughs> Hola, Chris. ¿Qué tal? Uh, buen, buen. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. That's me done. I'm so proud of you. Gracias. <laughs> Muchas gracias. I also like that it comes with a totally different voice. <laughs> yeah, why is that? I, I think I watch too much Looney Tunes and Speedy Gonzales. I, I find it very difficult to differentiate between your... You're sort of te 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 in there. Are you being racist to us? No. <laughs> I don't think you're fine. I'm definitely not being. Okay, good. Just checking. Phew. Right. Let me um, shuffle off this one quickly uh, while I still have my enormous dignity intact. Uh, we're going to be talking about Premier League games that have happened earlier on this week and uh, forthcoming Premier League games that are going to be happening over the um, New Year's uh, weekend. So we're going to go all the way back to Monday night. Uh, Newcastle won. Manchester United won, Newcastle took the lead through a rather nice uh, dinky little goal through uh, Alisson Maximam. Uh, Manchester United struggling, uh, Ralph Rangnick said, uh, quote unquote, I did not like the performance at all. Uh, and then Edinson Cavani saved the day, didn't he, Jesse? Yeah, I think we're going to call this one Newcastle one, Cavani one. Are we? We are. Okay, yeah. not not David De Gea one, because he made an awful lot of good saves, didn't De Gea, he? yeah, they were lucky that this was not like Newcastle five Cavani one. I was going full balletic Gumby. Does anyone feel sorry for David De Gea, who's been stuck? I mean, he no. joined Manchester United in 2000 and... <laughs> two... It was so Did you want me to wait a little bit? Well, a little bit, because he joined in 2011 when Alex Ferguson was... Sorry, Alex Ferguson was still there. He won one title with them. Uh, and then it's been many, many years of dearth ever since, and he's been there 10 years and the best part of his career. Some of that is his fault, though, so why am I going to feel sorry for him for it? Yeah. Is some of that the fault of a broken fax machine in Madrid, though, as well? <laughs> well, there is that, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to feel sorry for him, for him not being able to do his job properly. He gets beaten on his near post all the time. Uh, let's hope Justin <laughs> Bryant isn't listening to this podcast. <laughs> if you told him about a goalkeeper being beaten on your near post, he would beat you at your near post. <laughs> well, he can try, but... <laughs> 
thankfully for you, he doesn't listen to these podcasts, even though he's on them. Um, so he w- he won't hear unless we tell him in the um, group chat. Um, yeah, and you're going to narc on me immediately, I know. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, Alan Stamax and Callum Wilson both injured during this game, so um, Newcastle are going to be missing two of their better forwards. Uh, Jean Wellington, uh, as apparently I believe he should be pronounced. Honestly, Tim Vickery says that's how you pronounce it. Uh, Joel Wellington, because people say Joel Linton and he corrected them. Um, he's turning some sort of box to box midfielder, hasn't he? He had a great game. He did very well. Both names the way that they like them to be pronounced. That's true. Um, but yeah, I, I've seen him recently and I thought he was a busted flush, but he seems to have done all right in the last sort of couple of games I saw him in. I don't see him very yeah. often, but he seems to be doing okay. Yeah, and and playing well like within this team, which I think is also important. You know, find like you play well, but you also have to find your place. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh, and you like Cavani's goal, I take it. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think what Cavani brings to any team is that workhorse mentality. You know, that goal, that pass, both passes leading up to the goal were great but the but the goal would not you know clearly didn't go in the first time didn't go in the second time Cavani was not giving up so he just kept finding a place to put himself and a place to be and so it wasn't the prettiest goal but he was not going to let up until play stopped and there aren't many other people on that team right now who are willing to put the effort in mm. Does he score? Has he been known? I don't mean this in disparaging way. That's why mm-hmm, my mic comes across. Mm-hmm. Is he known for scoring pretty goals, or is he known for being a player that gets in the right place at the right time and sort of scores goals, or like more more sort of poachery goals? Is he known for that, or is he known for scoring pretty goals? Um, I think he's like all of our Uruguayan forwards and playmakers are known really for just making it work however they need to mm-hmm. you know getting themselves into play and, and and working together and working with what they've got and biting is... as well emma mm-hmm. did you um, take one? why why would you be so disrespectful chris thank you Abs- yeah. what he's what one of their strikers is well known for Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only thing he's known for. <laughs> Just then. Well, this is the other thing he's known for as well. Chris scoring lots of goals. That's Are we one. done with this match? Do you want... <laughs> <laughs> no, I tell you what, I've got one more question to ask you guys from this one. So at the moment, Newcastle are two points from safety. Um, they're in the relegation zone, but they're only two points off uh, fourth bottom. Uh, however, they played four more games than Burnley, who are in 18th place, and two more than Watford are in, um, uh, in 17th place. So they ha- they've they haven't got the points. They haven't got the games in hand. They're getting round to January when they could start buying the Fluke Coutinho's and the jo- Jordan Vatuzzi of the world, where they've been linked with. Um, are they a, uh, are they in a good position to survive, considering where they are in the league, but what resources they can make use of over the next month? I think they'll survive both because of that and because other teams are doing so much worse. Yeah, We've got Norwich down there. Uh, yes, yes, I guess. <laughs> Emma, what do you think? Uh, I think they have hope. 
um, because there are some really bad teams uh, <laughs> yeah. down there. But if I were them, I'd probably have one eye uh, kind of trained on preparing for life in the championship and to build a Galacticos team for it, which mm. is what they'll do. Oh, championship Galacticos team? Yeah. Wow, what would that look like? It's like a Galacticos team, but you don't have to spend as much. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay, um, right, we move on it to... Might be Go like great in the, the Tuesday, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, wonderful. <laughs> uh, okay, so we move on to Tuesday night at uh, the King Power Stadium. So Leicester City won, uh, Liverpool nil. Anamona Luckman came on after... Uh, and scored within three minutes of coming on as a substitute bench. Uh, Jewsbury Hall had a very, very good game and got a, an assist for this as well uh, for Leicester. Um, could have been different if Mo Salah scored his penalty and Sadia Mane had scored that absolute sitter. Um, God, that was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Can I talk to you about Mo Salah and penalties? Because I know uh -huh. he's got a very good uh, conversion rate, but I do worry with him and penalties and I see this a lot with a lot of players Troy Dean is another one I remember and as a few players on the continent I've seen as well they won't kick it into the corner and they won't kick it straight down the middle they'll, they'll kick it sort of that sort of bit in between and of course if the goalkeeper gets the right way he's got a very good chance of saving it um, whereas Harry Kane when he takes penalties as we saw the other day every time and it's the same with Adam Shearer they rifle them sort of into the corner either top corner or bottom corner every single time they take a penalty and I feel much more comfortable with Harry Kane taking a penalty than do most Salah does anyone know what I mean? Um, his penalty uh, was not very good it was at the perfect height in yeah. the perfect position um, it was just begging to be saved wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know if I really noticed whether he didn't get that he... second shot. Sorry. I'm... No, sorry. I, I was more surprised that he didn't get the rebound shot. I wish he was a little bit taller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've noticed, though, that um, he has, like, a problem. Yeah, it's something I've noticed. He doesn't kick it directly into a corner, directly down the middle. It's like, yeah, it's like I say, that's that sort of bit in between. So if the keeper goes the right way, they've got a very good chance of saving it. Um which, um... he, scored, he scores a lot of them though, right? It's not like... Well, yeah, he does. It's not yeah. like he has a problem like Messi. No. He doesn't really <laughs> do a penalty so well. No, that's fair enough. Are we big fans of Jordan Henderson trying to volley every single ball that comes to him on the edge of the area? Despite yes. the results. <laughs> I was a huge fan. More of that. It was like he'd had a bet with someone about how many yes! times he'd do it in a game. <laughs> I thought he'd got one in in training earlier in the week and now fancied himself as some sort of Zidane versus by Leverkusen in the 2002 Champions League final. You know, I can do this every it was, time. It was wild. I was, I was, I was really into it. <laughs> Kasper Schmeichel was a very good season. And that makeshift Leicester defence, Leicester sort of ruined by COVID and injuries. Um, they did very, very well, didn't they? They'd obviously been working on how to, the four of them, how to defend. And I think, I mean... Overall, Liverpool had 21 shots compared to Leicester 6, but I do definitely think Leicester deserved that win. I think they were the better team because of that defence. I said to you, didn't I, before, just as it started, that I was worried for them. Like, if I had to play a makeshift defence, that would not be the team I'd want to do it against. No, that's true. You did say that, didn't you? Yeah. Um, but they, they did really well, didn't they? Apart from, you know, the dumb penalty thing. That was, like, the only mistake that they made, really. Yeah. Um, yes, they were they were pretty much a solid unit after that, and then um, 
and they both look, they look really good going forwards as well, didn't they? They they got the space either side of Trent Alexander Arnold. Um, I thought it had an okay game, um, and that's where the goal came from. And they had that chance where Dewsbury Hall crossed it, and Simicast had to sort of slide and sort of tap it out of Jamie Vardy's feet, didn't he? Can I just say that um, every time that somebody says Dewsbury Hall to me, it just sounds like somewhere that um, um person who was a lord would live <laughs> a lot of people have been saying that on twitter <laughs> and i can't i can is that like downtown abbey is that is that, is that what it is they make a really good like really upscale juice bar well somebody did suggest that um sort of lookman dewsbury hall is the sort of thing you'd say on the motorway when you saw a um a stately home in the distance <laughs> can i ask you about trent alexander arnold's socks you can they were there. He's adorable. His socks are very short. How can he be wearing shin guards under there? Uh, I think they're very small shin pads that people wear, aren't they? Because mine go up to my knees, but I have seen them in, on footballers where they sort of slip on and off, no. and they're not very. They're are those regulation? Because he would yeah. never have. When when I was playing as a kid, and the ref kicked your shins to make sure that they were going all the way up. Yeah. And you were wearing shin guards, Trent. Trent would have been sent off. Uh, I've noticed that a lot of players' shin pads don't come up all that high. Yeah, and it's the sort of thing that makes me sort of think. Um, who saw Jürgen Klopp talk about Burnley this week? I did not. What excuse is he making this time? He was talking about the fact that Burnley, uh, being so bad at football, is actually an advantage to them because they don't have to play as many games as Liverpool, who are in all these cup competitions in the Champions League. <laughs> Amazing. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I did sort of have my head in my hands as he said so what's all this. His, what's his problem? Does he want games postponed? Uh, yes, I think him... Does he uh, want a winter break? Well, he and Thomas Tuchel and I think maybe Pep. I know a couple of other managers have been complaining about the fixture uh, backlog. Um, some saying they're playing too many, having to play lots of games in a short space of time while their opponents are having games postponed. But then other people are saying, well, Leicester only played on Sunday and Liverpool had their previous game postponed, so it didn't work out. You know, you can't really use that as an excuse. Also, they have huge squads. Yes. Burnley don't. Yeah, um, and as uh, James on our Man of the Post WhatsApp group said this morning, uh, his team, Millwall, who play in the Championship, they were forced to play a a, uh, a child who needed permission from his mum and head teacher to play the other day. So, yeah. <laughs> You have to make do amend. It is, but you have to make do amend, don't you? It's been like that in England, like forever. He knows that. He's managed there for a a while now. He knows this is what it's like at this time of year. There's too many games. Yes. And COVID does not help with any of this. There probably shouldn't be games at all because it's not really. In a way, he's right (laughs) that it's not like a level playing field for everybody. But you just have to crack on, don't you? Yeah, stop complaining, Jurgen. <laughs> exactly right. Okay. Uh, also, when, <clears throat> excuse me. Also on Tuesday was uh, Watford won West Ham four. Um, Emmanuel Dennis opened the scoring for Watford before uh, Suchek, uh, Ben Rama, and Noble and Vlasic scored. Ben Rama, who after the game went running into the stand to give his mum a hug um, behind the crowd. Aww. Oh, I knew you both like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> David Moyes said, "Quote unquote, we are not talking about the top four. They don't, they're not. They've sort of been there recently, and they don't want to sort of fall down that hole again." Jared Bowen with two assists. Um, 
And then Watford, who you thought would have been well rested because this is their first game since the 10th of December. Uh, and in that same period of time, West Ham have played four games. And maybe it's not the rest that does you good, but it's the sort of continuation and the, the repetition of playing that does you good. What? Are, are you are you trying to are you pro Jurgen Klopp or con Jurgen Klopp? <laughs> no, I'm. I'm, I'm ver- <laughs> no, I'm, I'm very much pro Jurgen Klopp. That doesn't mean I have to agree with him every single thing he says. I don't agree with him on. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't agree with absolutely everything he says. But yeah, West Ham played the first time West Ham have won for quite some time, and I think they were quite relieved by that. Um, and um, I think they're happy Is to that get because back because we said that they were rubbish again last <laughs> week. <laughs> quite possibly. <laughs> Didn't we also say that if you want to... No, no, it's Arsenal that we said if you want to get sort of get over a bad run, you need to play, wasn't it? Yes, they're they're a feel-good team. Yeah, exactly. It make you feel good about yourself. <laughs> uh, did anyone see this one? No. No. No, okay, so we move on to one you probably did see, which is Southampton 1, Spurs 1, James Will-Prowse with a lovely opening goal, Harry Kane penalty. Uh, Jesse, you saw this, didn't you? Could you tell me, please, what uh, Mohamed Salisu thought he was doing for the most part of this game, giving away penalties and getting sent off? Oh, I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. I thought both teams were both lucky and unlucky, and in very close proximity. This this match. I um, I saw the last half hour. I thought Spurs were going to nick it. I thought. I mean, we gave away such. We, there, we. Uh, <coughs> we're fucking frustrating. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I did you see the offside that wasn't that the yes. very next day was. Yes, I saw that. That was the Kane one, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. So that that Phil Foden yesterday was like was offside, but was not. I mean, <laughs> it's insane. So we had that that you know could have or should have or whatever but we also made such good passes into the box that we then squandered and wasted so we they were lucky that we did not capitalize on that but we were also lucky um i I never want to say lucky and that we went up a man but then we didn't fucking capitalise on it I don't know this was a very Spursy match well, it was and you could have lost at the end with that um, when Borgia robbed Eric Dyer of the ball couldn't you oh yes yeah and honestly this was one of those matches where like Loris did a very good job um, but you know I can't blame him for anything but like we need th- we're going to regret this point at the end of the season because this should have been three points there was no there's no excuse yeah Conte says Spurs need to quote unquote improve a lot uh, afraid to force by 10 saves that's the most by a Premier League keeper this season on a team that, there, yeah. yeah on a team that hasn't lost he had a very good game didn't he yeah an excellent game yeah um okay so what else we got, we got Crystal Palace 3 Norwich 0 uh Usain Edward with a goal and two assists uh Marteta and Shrupp uh, sorry, Jeffrey Schlupp. Uh, Crystal Palace, they had no Wilfred Zaha. Uh, that didn't seem to bother them because of his suspension from... That was the Spurs game the other day. Um, Patrick Vieira is also away with COVID as well. They scored in nine consecutive home games with Crystal Palace. Um, Dean Smith came out with a couple of quotes. Um, he said, I didn't have a lot of choice with the team and substitutions today due to injuries and COVID. He also said, I told the players that the half-term report uh, is not good enough and needs to be better. So he's been um, reading the right act with his players. I mean, 
I've got a distinct feeling they're they're down, aren't they? I mean, where are they in the league? They are bottom. very much bottom. Yeah, <laughs> by <laughs> bottom by. Sticking your nose. <laughs> no, I knew they were bottom. I was trying to see how many points they got. They got ten points, uh, three behind Watford, but they played two games more. Um, I can't see them staying up whatsoever. They don't even look like they're gonna win a game. No. I think they started the other day, uh, the team they started with hadn't scored a Premier League goal all season. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's not good. A um, couple of words on Crystal Palace. They're 11th place, 23 points. Is that what we sort of expected them to be? Or do you see any signs of progress under Vieira or a change of style? I can't say I've seen a lot of them. Um, <laughs> but it, it certainly feels like they might be more fun. Yeah, it seems like that. It's a little bit like that, doesn't it? After Roy and his sort of stodgy stodginess. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday was also um, Brentford nil, Manchester City won. Phil Foden with his fifth goal of the season. City have won ten in a row, but Pep says that the title is far from over, despite the fact they're eight points clear. Uh, Jesse and Emma, is the title far from over? It's over. Yeah. Mm. Jesse, yeah? Probably. Yeah. Okay, a little thing here now we've had him on the pod before and I've been on his pod Stephen Tudor is a Manchester City fan and a very nice person all run good egg um, he is concerned well he's not concerned he, he doesn't like the way Manchester City are portrayed in the, the media um, he thinks that the success that Manchester City gets is uh, sort of the way it's talked about uh, particularly by friends of people on this podcast um, is <laughs> is <laughs> It's a little bit different than uh, the way that Manchester United got talked about when they were successful, same as Arsenal and Liverpool back in the 80s. Um, is that Is it fair because at all? it is different? Well, we don't hate the players. No, we don't. No? Okay. We don't hate the players. No. We don't hate the management. Do, do, okay. Depart- how about the okay so when they talk about manchester city on tv a lot of the pundits they don't really mention the regime they just talk about the players i think his point is i would i would go to coffee with raheem sterling he seems so fun kevin de bruyne is so fucking talented it's annoying Mm -hmm. i really want to know what the deal is with ederson's neck tattoo everybody who knows me knows Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. there's so much to talk about but do you think they get talked about more negatively in the media or do you think they get compared to sort of dominant deserve that. no but do you think that the, the, the club or the team or the success gets talked about more negatively when compared with the success of other teams in the past oh, is it because that it is different and it is paid and bought for by terrible things yeah and the things that they do are perpetuating terrible things i mean well yeah. perpe- both terrible and in, in terms of human rights and also in terms of sporting things like you know they're using their they're using their team in Uruguay as a means of like money and player laundering that's just factual but I remember a team doing very very well in Spain with Qatar Airways on the front of their shirts and people still talked about them being uh, a sort of generation defining team and we, and we talked would... about that as well on this pod we also weren't owned by them and they didn't give us they didn't you know they weren't in total control of our operation. Okay. I know. I More just... than <laughs> So. <laughs> there you go. The mask slips. <laughs> hey, it's always been like that. <laughs> it's all been half hanging off. 
Okay, no, I'm just interested to hear your points. That was all. Um, I, I, don't, I don't... I didn't know. Other than my friend, do people actually talk about the, the, the regime? Because you said that um, they don't talk about it on TV. They just talk about the, the players. Yeah. And that's a good thing. They should just talk about the players, I guess. Um, because they don't deserve bad things. They don't deserve to have bad things said about them. But you've got to factor in. Only the ones who have done bad things. Sorry, and now I'm just thinking. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> like, not one that's on charge for seven counts of rape. Exactly. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah, you, but it, it's got to be a factor, though, right? Yeah. You can't pretend that it's just like a fairy tale and it's all perfect. Um, no, I, I, yeah, I agree, I agree with you. Uh, I, I made a point back to him that a lot of pundits in this country are ex-Liverpool or Manchester United players. So you're not, you haven't got someone sort of, as many people, you've got sort of Michael Richards maybe sort of waving the flag for Manchester City. Um, in that same regard, in Spain, are the pundits on TV uh, sort of talking about, you know, sort of providing the analysis before and after games, do they tend to be Real Madrid? Ex-Real Madrid and Barcelona players, or do you get mm-hmm. a? Uh, and how does that work with um, Atleti getting the same sort of recognition? Oh, yeah. Do Atleti fans <laughs> feel they've been done hard by? Done by? Yeah, of course they do. But every every everyone gets that though, right? And you just don't complain about it because it's, it's, <laughs> it's just one of those things. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I, well, just I, just... I just don't. I just don't know why, as a Manchester City fan. You would just expect people to just sing it from the rooftops about how perfect they are. And look, the football and the players, the good ones, have <laughs> deserve all the credit in the world. But it, it comes at a cost. And that cost, you've got to talk about that too. Okay. No, I'm really interested just to hear what, what you two guys had to say on that. Um... Also, if Ederson wants to come on... I will polish my Portuguese just so I could ask him. Yeah. What's you, up? Like, what you is, have to explain himself to us. Is there something <laughs> under it? Was it a cover-up? Is he going to add to it? Like, I'm fascinated. Is, is that like your ex-wife's name when you had to cover it up? Really want to know. Yeah. Like Johnny Depp and Winona Forever. Yeah, exactly. I, I've been really needing to know for quite a while. Right. Uh, also on Wednesday night, Chelsea won Brighton one. So Romelu Lukaku with his second goal in a week. Uh, Danny Welbeck with a 91st minute equaliser. Uh, but then Romelu Lukaku talking to Sky Sports says, I'm not happy with the situation at Chelsea. He doesn't like the situation uh, with the system that they play. And he did name Thomas Tuchel, that Tuchel plays, he said. He said he's going to put up with it because that's what he has to do. And as a team player, he's going to muck in. But it's just sort of signs of discontent coming from him. Well, what a trooper. Yeah. <laughs> He's sad because I really like him. Me too. I do as well, but what did he... I mean, Thomas Tuchel was at Chelsea for six months before Romelu Lukaku arrived. Surely they would have had... He would have firstly seen how Chelsea had been playing before he came over. And secondly, mm-hmm. he would have spoken to Thomas Tuchel and said, where would you like me to play? What sort of system will you be playing with me joining you? Also, what's to gain from saying that in public? Yes. Yeah, do you think something like awful happened that this is because this doesn't seem 
normal or or like self-preservation for Lukaku like he might he's he's not a newbie no but Manchester United fans I follow on Twitter are saying ah he's reverting to type already <laughs> so <laughs> maybe he oh, did that with he, them does he just does he have a history of just complaining maybe he does I don't know I see uh yeah that, that... I still like him I Me still too. like him. Yes, <laughs> they had a. Um, they released a. a, a um, I must have the Premier League that released it. They released a document a few weeks ago with the player's name, who they play for, and how many different languages they speak. And I think they released it to sort of media people so they know who they're speaking when they're speaking to someone. They can they speak English or not. And most of them, it was sort of English plus one or two other languages. Uh, Roman Lukaku had to have a whole second line for all the languages he speaks. So. Oh my God, Belgians are. Is it is. I want to know if the Belgian players got the most, just generally. Yeah, because you, like, you have to speak two to, to just like live in Belgium, right? Right. Well, yeah. Plus there was the Italian and English, and I think there was the language of his uh, ancestors in Africa, where they came from as well. Because that was the thing. He um, when he played with Yannick Bellassi with uh, Everton, um, the two of them used to sort of communicate to each other on the pitch in. Um, the language of their sort of ancestors and nobody else on the pitch could understand what they were saying so that was sort of gave them a little advantage there but yeah he speaks seven or eight different languages that makes me feel really inadequate <laughs> you of all people i know but uh, hello yeah chris <laughs> speaks like 17 languages <laughs> but only He's super smart only one word in each language but you know, that counts and it's a footballer's name he just repeats it over and over <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Brighton have got 10 points more than they did at this stage last season. So Brighton are doing, um, doing pretty decent so far, aren't they? Yeah, like my team. They're kind of solid, so they um, they sort of they don't win many. They draw lots of games, but they you know they're not going to go down this season, I guess, are they? Which is all they're looking for, I guess. I suppose um, so. They're in 10th but... place with 24 points. So yeah. Unless they've got like conference Europe conference league ambitions uh, where are they now they're six points off of that place which is occupied by Spurs <laughs> well we still have lots of time to lose our ship <laughs> uh, okay also, right they kicked you out of that competition you don't want to be in that competition you're too good for that competition oh there you go yeah, yeah they did yeah, didn't they, they? <laughs> apparently Spurs are the only team ever to have what do they do? Do they go out? Yeah, Spurs are the only team to have gone out in the Champions League, Europa League, and the Europa Conference League in the same year. Oh, good for us. <laughs> it's always good to set records. Exactly, record breakers. <laughs> uh, okay, so bits and bobs of news. Chinese players uh, wanting to play for the national team are told they're not allowed to get any more tattoos, and they've been advised to remove their existing ones. Um <gasps> Oh According God. to the BBC, in China and the Far East, tattoos are seen uh, as a sign of a, um, a sort of criminality and organised crime. So the uh, wait, does this mean sorry, Chinese players or all players playing in the Chinese league? Um, Chinese players wanting to play for the national team. Chinese players playing for the national, men and women. I didn't say, so I guess both. Are, are they also not cool about neck tattoos? I don't think Ooh, Edison would want to know what the deal is. <laughs> Edison <laughs> would all Brazilian. <laughs> he wouldn't want to. He wouldn't get in the um, Chinese national team. Uh, Afcon is starting soon, so they're Me, starting. I'm so we have to go back. We have to go back. Um, mm-hmm. How many players have pre-existing tattoos that they're going to have to remove? Quite a few, by the uh, sounds of it. 
Can they just cover them up? Well, or... yeah, their captain covers them up. They did talk about the, the fact their captain has them and covers them up. Really? But mm. like with makeup or? <laughs> or maybe they wear long sleeve shirts. Not, long, like... not not casual long sleeve shirts. Long sleeve football <laughs> shirts. <laughs> Yeah, like Ben Sherman or something. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay, talking about AFCON. Um, Ian Wright has said that the African nations is quote unquote disrespected and quote unquote tinged with racism. Uh, he is talking about the fact that players are pressured to miss tournament or miss this tournament or parts of the tournament to play club games. Um, he's talking about the fact that Cameroon has been mooted as a uh, place where coronavirus could spread amongst African players, despite the fact he says that the Euros took place across 10 countries during the middle of a pandemic. Um, the AFCON is taking place in just Cameroon. Uh, Sebastian Haller is going to play for the Ivory Coast. He said to the Dutch media that the suggestion a player should miss the AFCON to play club football uh, shows the disrespect to Africa. And Patrick Vieira, who's losing three players from Crystal Palace, says, um, I believe the competition needs to be more respected. Um, do these three players have a point? Yeah. Yeah? I mean, they let how, they let the Copa Libertadores be played in Brazil, <laughs> where, like, Bolsonaro is like, what virus? What? Let's lick, lick every doorknob. <laughs> He's had, like, COVID, like, 20 times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It, it'll be fine just like shove some pesos up your nose and blink three times yeah and nobody said a word about players crossing fucking country lines for that yeah and so these are the players because name matter was evolved they're like who cares <laughs> <laughs> I mean if I'm gonna I'll play devil's advocate slightly okay I don't want to because I don't I mean like I agree with him I think he's right but I'll, be, I'll play devil's advocate. <laughs> it's, does it suffer from the fact of timing that it happens in January and not like at the end of a, like a domestic season? Didn't they try this uh, a few years ago and it was a nightmare because it took part in the rainy season? That's why it gets, that's why it has to take place in January. But it's not like no, rainy I think season Emma... everywhere in Africa though, right? But forgive me if I'm our, like Emma's argument is, or her devil's advocate argument is not that it shouldn't take place now, but that if it didn't take place now, it wouldn't have the same pundits wouldn't have Correct. the same reason to argue. Yes. Okay. And also, if you talk about it taking place in temperate zones only, that rules out an awful lot of countries that take place in. But what happens in South America, Jesse, during the World Cup? Because I guess that takes place during domestic seasons, doesn't it? In well, during this world, this World Cup is going to throw everything off. Well, no, no, no. World Cup usually it's when the World Cup takes place in June and July. Is that in the middle of a domestic season in South America? No, no, because we have Clausura and Apertura. What's that for the non-Spanish speaking people in the podcast? Oh, it's like we have like um, <laughs> we have the listeners. I meant not me, obviously. No, of course, of course, of course. It does. Uh, it... We have like a two-part season. Okay. So there's like an opener and a closer. Oh, okay. One part of your season, you could win another part of your season, but then you can win the whole season. And that's what happens in the limited. I think it helps everyone to know that I'm actually showing people with my hands. I'm I'm doing a visual (laughs) demonstration on this podcast. And that's what happens in. That's what happens in the Copa America as well, is it? When that takes place in the summer, that doesn't disrupt domestic leagues. 
Correct. Okay. I think except for MLS, but as everybody knows by now, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> we all know that doesn't matter. Thank you. I like MLS. <laughs> but it, isn't that a problem for them, though? I mean, I, I think, right, MLS, I think does, has to take breaks or, like, send their players off. But I don't I really know if that's true. It does, yeah. But, like, it, it, that, that's, like, the only devil's, arg, devil's advocate argument I can get for, for it, that there's just maybe, like, a timing thing which goes against it. But I think the racism aspect is bla- is not is, but is the, yeah. not the fact that they're saying that it's a pr- it's the same it's is the same reason that you know they've hopefully now lifted but that they're that they did travel bans against African nations, but not against like you know Argentina, which had forty thousand new cases yesterday. That's nothing compared to this country. We're, we, I think we had 193,000 today. So, oh my, my God. My Are, you worth... Are you banned? Hmm? Are you banned? Have... Oh, no, we didn't ban you, and you're not banned. No, there's no lockdown here. you're white. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't help that. <laughs> I know. Try harder. No, wait, no, don't try don't harder. Don't try harder. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, don't do All right. <laughs> Other things that happened this week. The first leg of the Suzuki Cup final took place. Thailand 4, Indonesia 0. Um, so, uh, Son Krasin, I think he is, with two goals. And Super Chop with one goal. Both very, very good players uh, for Thailand. They were both... Um, all their attacking went through those two players. It's a rather good game to watch. Second leg uh, takes place on New Year's Day. Thailand, so comfortable, they subbed their reserve team goalkeeper who... Their first choice goalkeeper wasn't injured. They just thought they'd just stick the other one in for fun. Um, I can't see Indonesia coming back from that. Thailand just looks super, super good. Uh, Paolo Sosa has left the Poland national team job to manage Flamengo. Um, Jesse Marsh is the favourite to take over from um, Monaco coach Niko Kovac, who's been sacked. He only joined them in January, uh, July last year. They're currently sixth in the league. Um, Iran's FA has defended former national team captain... Uh, Medi Madikavia, Madikivia, uh, after he played a friendly game in Qatar. So it's been the Arab Cup in Qatar for the last few weeks, and there was a friendly game afterwards. I think it was Arab players versus rest of the world players. I think like Lothar Mateus and you know players like that My played, God. and they played yeah, against an Arab team. Okay. Yeah, and so the reason that he's in trouble in Iran is because he played on the rest of the world team, and that featured. Sh- uh, on the shirt, a flag from every FIFA nation, and of course Israel are a FIFA nation. So he, the Iranian player wore uh, this shirt that featured an Israeli flag. So he's in a little bit of trouble at home. So some MPs are asking him to apologise. The Iranian FA have um, backed him up and said, you know, he's a, a, a national team hero, uh, and he doesn't have to apologise for anybody. Wait, sorry, I'm confused. If mm. he played on the, if he's Iranian, why did he play on the rest of the world team and not the Iranian team? Rate the Arab team. So it was the Arab nations versus the rest of the world team. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. 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 Sorry. Yes. Okay. So it was, yeah, ahead. Arab nation. So Arab t- Arab nations from the Arab Cup. Uh, the Arab nation, rest of the world, and he played on the rest of the world. Okay, I understand. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So um, obviously a bit of uh, tension between Israel and Iran in the past. So he's sort of fallen yeah. foul of that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Benfica sat George Jesus amid a rift with the players. They're currently third in the league and went out of the um, cup last week to, uh, I think, either Porto or Sporting, a bit of rivals. Um, and La Liga seems a bit Covid-tastic, doesn't it? So Real Madrid are without Thibaut Courtois, uh, Valverde, 
Kamavinga and Vinicius Junior, Barcelona without Dembele and Titi Gavi, uh, Jordi Alba, Longley, uh, Dani Alves, Dest and Coutinho. Atletico without Simeone, uh, Dege Simeone, Griezmann, Koke, uh, João Felix and Herrera. Uh, but there are games this weekend, Emma, you were saying. Yeah, they won't get suspended because the rules are... Rules? Uh, yeah, rules are rules. <laughs> if you have five team, uh, five first team players available and you have to play your game because you can substitute him from your B team and youth teams and you need at least one goalkeeper. Uh, I have to be so honest. they won't postpone games. I have to be honest, seeing your, how your team has performed this season, maybe playing youth team players won't be that such a bad thing. They were playing anyway, Chris. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so... It's pretty wild out here. Yeah, so uh, have, has there been a big call to cancel the games this week? Ancelotti would like his game cancelled. Chappie uh, <laughs> would very much like our game to be cancelled, but it's not going to happen. So. No. It seem like they maybe should be. I'm just, you know, just spitballing here. But when you have given more players with COVID than players without, given that they've decided to um, reduce the number of people who can attend games, maybe we shouldn't be having the games. Has anybody heard about? Um the possibility of going to empty stadiums again. Like, I keep waiting. I keep, like, looking at all the people crowded together without masks and being like, it seems like a really stupid... Like, maybe if we're it's... forcing players to play, we shouldn't be letting people into stadiums. Because we've done that before. Like, we know how to do that. It's happening I haven't in heard anything about it. Germany, and I think Holland as well. Hmm. Let's get that some people have got their shit together. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seems like there should be more shit togethering. I think so. So um, the league games this weekend: Friday is Valencia versus Espanyol. Uh, Saturday is Getafe Real Madrid. Uh, Atleti versus Baikano. Uh, that should be quite good, shouldn't it? Mm. Um, Elche versus Granada. Alaves versus Real Sociedad. Betis versus Vigo. Again, that looks like a goodie. Uh, and then Mallorca versus Barcelona. Monday is Villarreal Levante, Osasuna Athletic Bilbao, and Cadiz Sevilla. Um, yeah, they're the two that stand out for me. Any, any for you, the two guys there? I'm o- I'm only in it for Levante these days. Levante? Why Levante? What about Betis? Oh, they're hot coach. <laughs> <laughs> God, you're easily swayed, aren't you? <laughs> um, He's my Instagram friend now. He is. Jesse, who are you rooting for in this? I'm Betis, is it? I'm rooting against Vajicano because I'm mad at them for how they're treating their women's team. How are they treating their women's team? Uh, terribly. Like <laughs> what are they doing? Not paying them, not giving them medics. Oh. Yeah, but um, when we played them, uh, Barcelona's physios had to treat them. Yeah. Because they didn't have any. Oh. Isn't that a prerequisite? It should be. Because yeah, I, I thought be. I thought that the only player, the only person on the bench a referee couldn't send off was the physio. Anybody else well, on the bench? you can't send a physio off if you don't have one, so. Well, no, that's true. Uh, you also have to remember that the um, the women's league in Spain, they only became professionals this year. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. What, so last, last, season, last season. How much does that tell you? Last season, Jennifer Homosia was working in a supermarket or something. No, no, they 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 were like full time, but they were not recognised as professional athletes. Oh. 
okay. because they didn't give a shit. Um, and Barcelona have the best team in the world, and they did not give a shit. They 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 treat them horrendously, like but across like, the board. It's really bad. If it says anything that the likes of Alexia Putellas, who just basically showed the world what football should look like, was not treated as a professional until months ago. Look at the rest of like look what we could be having if the rest of the world was like, oh, wait a minute. We should also be paying our female athletes like the bare minimum and maybe giving them places to play that are like safe. Okay. At the start of this year, um, in January, it snowed really bad in uh, Madrid. It kind of brought the whole like city to a standstill. But they made Barcelona's women's team travel to Madrid because they were supposed to be playing Atleti. Um, they made them travel there in the middle of like dangerous weather um, because they wouldn't call it off like sensible people. When they got there and they were stuck in, they call <laughs> when they got there they postponed the game and they were stuck there for five days because they couldn't get out of the city. Uh, and they did not pay for like accommodation for them. Like the, the league didn't like help them out in any way. Um, they they treat them like I, I just don't understand how they could treat them so badly given how amazing these women are that's awful it's it's, it's really awful mm. yeah that's terrible um right we'll have to move on that to the premier league this weekend <laughs> there's a segue i'm not sure how to make <laughs> Okay, right. Premier League this weekend, Saturday, 12.30, is Arsenal versus Manchester City. Uh, is the David Rocaster derby on BT Sport. God rest his soul. Uh, and Mill Smith-Rowe um, has uh, scored in his last four Premier League games. If he does so for a fifth time, he'll be the third youngest of any Premier League player to do it since... Da, 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 quiz. They're both ex-Arsenal oh. players, these two. And we're going back about 20 years. No. 20 years? Yeah. Fuck. One is a well-travelled Frenchman. Nicholas Anelka. Yeah. Uh, the other one, uh, he's dead. <laughs> the other one is oh, dead. he's dead? Yeah. Yeah. Poor Rez. I don't know where he... he Rez's soul. Yeah, exactly. I don't know where he came from. Where did he join Arsenal from? I can't remember. Sevilla. Sevilla. I knew it was... Did, a... you... did Chris say I hope he's dead? No. <laughs> of course I didn't... No. Because, oh my God, why would you say that? What did well, you say? I don't know. I didn't say I hope he's dead. I said I know he's dead. <laughs> oh, I know he's dead. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't going to say I hope he's dead. <laughs> oh my God, that's why. Okay, I was like, wait, a personal a player. I hope he's dead. I don't know where to go. Uh, Arsenal have won their last five at home with clean sheets in their last four. But um, Manchester City and the Pep against Arsenal have scored in all five games at the Emirates. Uh Arsenal have been doing okay, haven't they, uh, since that sort of iffy start to the season. But, of course, Manchester City have won 10 in a row in the Premier League. So, um, can we only see this going one way? I know Arsenal fans. <laughs> I have two of them in my life who are very special to me. Um, they are so optimistic right now. 
it's scary and I'm go I'm gonna laugh a lot when they <laughs> inevitably collapse and do Arsenal stuff. They've lost six games, but they're only it's six gonna points. It's going to happen at the weekend. Oh, is it? Okay, I was just going to say, they've lost six games this season, but they're only six points behind Liverpool in third. Do you think that they can beat Manchester City? Uh, no. <laughs> Fair exactly. <enough. laughs> they're doing really well, and their kids are great, and they play some nice football, but there is a limit to that, and this is it. Fair enough. Jesse, are they flat-trap bullies then? Can they only beat the teams below them and struggle against the teams above no, them? No, I... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to be really optimistic for them. Then. You know what? They've been playing really well, and yeah. I'm really proud of them and happy for them and their fans and poor Mikel Arteta, who has COVID again, and they have a chance of scoring, and that's great. Mm -hmm. His hair is still perfect, though. It is. <laughs> it is. Poor covid of Arteta. Um Okay, right, so uh, Leicester City versus Norwich is a three o'clock game. That's the Steve Walsh, you and Roberts derby. Um, Leicester's last three, they won at home um, with clean sheets in two of those games. Of course, they beat Liverpool the other day. Before that, it was Newcastle. They had a clean sheet against as well. Um, Leicester at home in the Premier League versus Norwich. They've won two and drawn one. But Jamie Vardy is out for a month. A month? A month. What, what with? What with what? COVID? Uh, not for a month, I don't think. I don't know what he was. All I saw Did was another child. All I saw was he's out injured. I don't remember him getting hurt during the game. No, he must Me have been either. in training. Huh? Don't know. Does he have... well, I wonder if he. Oh. Let me have a look. You talk. You two talk about this fixture, and then I will have a little. Do we have to? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's... actually, no, you don't. It's po... you don't need to. It's postponed. I didn't realise it had been postponed. For the record, oh I don't God. think Leicester are going to win now. I don't think anybody's going to win because nobody's going to be there. <laughs> okay, right. Um, what else have we got then? So, I might as well have a little look here, see if all the games we are going ahead this weekend. No, the Saturday games at the moment are going ahead. <laughs> so, Watford versus Spurs, 3 o'clock with Dean Austin Derby. Um, Watford have uh, conceded. Uh, an average of three goals in their last five games. Um, Harry Kane on New Year's Day. Yes, he's got five goals. That's the joint most ever. With who? With who? I don't know. Because <laughs> I didn't write it down. Quiz time, Chris. He definitely With did who? not accept follow-up questions. <laughs> yeah. No, we have no follow-up questions here. Uh, Claudio Ranieri has lost his last four games versus Italian managers in the Premier League. Conte is unbeaten in five versus Italian managers in the Premier League. What what does that mean? It means, Jesse, that nothing can go wrong now. Oh, you know what? Nothing can because the world is such a shit show that who really cares? Do you think? Yeah, I do. Who cares? You'll win this one, will you? Who cares? You win it? I mean, who cares? Oh! That's what I think. <laughs> Um, well, I was, I was, in, I, no, 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 I was stalling so I could find out the player that uh, Harry Kane will be level with, and it's Cesc Fabregas. Oh, <laughs> There you go. Uh, Emma, did I stall enough for you to give me your opinion on this? Um, I, I, I don't think we care. Okay. <laughs> What's well, Jesse's team? Yeah, but she doesn't yeah, care. Who cares? Okay, you can <laughs> care for her. <laughs> 
Okay, Crystal Palace versus West Ham, the Ian Wright Derby at three o'clock. Uh, Crystal Palace have never won on New Year's Day in the Premier League. Um, Declan Rice could be the youngest ever West Ham player to 150 appearances. Uh, at 22 years old, he would be three years younger than Mark Noble, who currently is the record holder. So he's uh, he's doing right, isn't he, Declan? How do we see this one going? Remember, Palace sure have scored in their last nine at home, haven't they? Remember that? Are we Are we sure it's not this ball? Not at the moment, it's not. <laughs> uh, yeah, Palace have scored in their last nine at home, haven't they? Uh, and Usain Edouard has got one goal and three assists in his last four Premier League games. I think it might be a draw. Yeah, what a scorey draw. I give Palace some hope, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, Jesse? Yeah, I can see them draw. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You're going to go for a scoring draw as well? Alrighty ho, Sunday then, 2 o'clock on Sky is Brentford versus Aston Villa and the Scott Hogan derby. Brentford have lost their last two, and uh, Villa lost three out of five. Although, uh, in good news, um, Aston Villa have won their last five games versus promoted teams. Um, they haven't got any draws in their last 15 Premier League matches of Aston Villa. That's the longest run since May 1998 they've had without a draw. That's crazy. Yeah, so, will this be the one? <laughs> No, I'm on the Brentford train. You are, aren't you? Yes, that's go right. Team. Go team. Go Brentford. Go Bees. <laughs> go Bees. Go Bees. <laughs> bees the best. We need Bees. Bees are important. Yep. They are important. Jesse, what are you going to say? Oh, I also love Bees. And they actually played really well the other day. Okay, so you're uh, all aboard the Brentford Express as well, are you? Yes. Excellent. Bees. Bees, Bees, Buzzing Bees. We're buzzing for the bees. Buzzing for the bees. Uh, okay, right. Everton versus Brighton, two o'clock at Gareth Barrett Derby. Um, Seventy-six percent of Everton's goals this season, in the Premier League, have been scored in the second half of games. Uh, both teams have only won one out of their last five, although Brighton do draw an awful lot. Um, Brighton have won more points in the Premier League after ninety minutes uh, than any other Premier League team, so they've gained five points after the ninetieth minute. So they keep going, keep going. Um, Everton, they seem to fall off cliffs, don't they? <laughs> have they ever? Have they been on a cliff this season? I think they've just been bad, right? Well, they, they, <laughs> they, they're forever scaling cliffs, only to fall off them. <laughs> I guess. And I don't. I don't think they even got to the top of this one. No, I don't think they're anywhere close. Hopefully, they've not hurt themselves. They didn't have to fall very far. Yeah, they, they they were like like I don't know, like a foot off the ground. I, I think they could <laughs> stick that landing. They, they'd be fine. They'd be all right with it. Uh, okay, so are we going for Brighton or Everton in this one, Jesse? I always root for Brighton. You know this. I do. You don't even have to ask me. I Sorry, Adam. Fair. Adam's not here, so it's okay. Oh, okay. Fair I enough. think he would also be going for Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, okay, Leeds versus Burnley, two o'clock. The Car Carlisle Derby. Leeds have lost their last three. Burnley drawn four out of five. Uh, Rafinha is uh, a very important player for Leeds. His eight goals and one assist. Uh, he's got a goal involvement in fifty percent of Leeds's Premier League goal this season. Uh, Marcelo Bielsa at home versus English managers. He's um, won seven out of nine, lost the other two. So um, this has got. A meeting of minds written all over it, and probably a, a, a well, I was going to say a Bielsa win, but they're not doing very well, are they? Meeting of minds, opposite minds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not the same. <laughs> <laughs> they're different minds. That's like an Elvis song, wasn't it? That's just, that was suspicious. Sorry. <laughs> Almost the same. <laughs> yeah, totally the same. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, so um, how do you see this one going? I can see... I, I can see a Leeds win. Can you? 
Okay. I can. Chris, what do you think? I don't have. I mean, you sound skeptical. I'm the host. I don't have opinions. Have an opinion. Have an opinion. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go then for a Burnley smash and grab. 1-0 Burnley win. Burnley? Yeah, Leeds, 73% possession, 15 <laughs> shots. Burnley 1-0 wow. win. <laughs> wow, oh, God, that sounds horrifying. Chris Wood header from a real grotty corner. <laughs> I, I think I've seen that game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Burnley play it an awful lot. Yeah. Uh, okay. Shit, I can see that happening. Yeah, I don't want to watch this. I don't want to watch that. <laughs> yeah, no. I well, if you're in England, you won't have to because it's not on Sky. Uh, Southampton versus. Well, great. I'm not in England. <laughs> <laughs> you have to watch it. Well, you can watch something else, Scott. What's not? Let me have a look at La Liga. Let me have a look. Two o'clock on Sunday. You could be watching on Sunday two o'clock. Uh, Getafe Real Madrid. Oh dear. <laughs> Great. Bad luck. That's what I want to see. You can take a nap. Yeah. Have a nap. Have a siesta. I will. Yes. I will go. do that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Two o'clock is Southampton versus uh, Newcastle. You can watch this instead. Newcastle have got one draw uh, and three losses um, in their last four games. Southampton have only won one out of five, so neither of them have beat those sort of teams in particular amount of form. James Will Prowse has scored in his last three. Uh, Newcastle like playing in Southampton. The last nine, they've won five, drawn three, and only lost the one. Um, Newcastle, of course, had that win versus Burnley, but they haven't really pushed on since then, have they, Jesse? Do I want to watch this game? Mm, no, I'm giving this one to Southampton. And you're right, no. Yeah, okay. Didn't, they, didn't Newcastle do quite well against Manchester United, though? Yeah, so, they did. That they? was Manchester United. Mm. That, that's such a good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. You know what? Oddly, especially considering we were just talking about Burnley and Leeds, I could see this game being actually enjoyable. Can you? Okay. I quite like watching Newcastle play. Uh, not Newcastle, um, Southampton. Uh, although I guess if Sam Maximum and Callum Wilson went off injured the other day, they could be doubtful. Oh. I'm going to go Southampton for this one. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, half past four on Sky. It's the Yossi Benayoun derby. Chelsea versus Liverpool. Chelsea drawn three out of their last four. Um, Liverpool's last two games, they've lost one, drawn one. Uh, Blackburn in 1995-96 season, the last team to win three consecutive games at Chelsea. Um, Mason Mount has got 12 goal involvement so far this season. Seven goals, five assists. That's the most of any English player in the Premier League so far. Uh, and Chelsea are winless in five on their first fixture of the brand new year. They don't like it. And they're having a terrible time, apparently. They are. Thomas Tuchel's complaining about the fixture list as well. Um, who? Hmm? who isn't? Oh, who isn't? Wow, these two. It'd be like a complete grumble off in the dugout, oh, won't God. it? <laughs> yeah, this is going to be the most whiny <laughs> match of all time. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yes, I'm struggling to think how this is going. So this is the uh, Mane, Cases and Salah's last game before they clear off for the African nations. Um, Come on, Chris. Nothing can go wrong, I'm right? definitely not saying that. No way. <laughs> You've got to be kidding. I didn't even make him say he said that off his own free will. Um, now look how terribly things are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not saying it at all, let alone against Chelsea. Uh, oh, Jordan Henderson needs is one of those volleys. 
<laughs> oh, I really want him to do it again. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> he did score an absolute worldie against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge a couple of years ago, so maybe it can happen I again. I remember that. Yeah. Maybe it can happen again. I doubt it. I'm going I'm going nil-nil draw on this one. One nil Chelsea. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, I'm girls. Fun, <laughs> uh, oh, I tell you what. Then, uh, how many players are going to be on the pitch at the end of the game? Oh, is Andy Robertson back? I believe he could be. Right, he's going off. Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get sent off, though, does he? Why? That's why he didn't play. Oh no, he does. Sorry, twit. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of people saying Antonio Rudiger has been sort of uh, very lucky this season not to get sent off for a few tackles. One of which was against Brighton, wasn't it? Mm. Oh, okay. I I can get on board with some red cards. Maybe one for each team. Okay. Throwing an own goal as well, and I'm right there. Oh, <laughs> we haven't had a good own goal in a long time. Yeah. You think it's so? Like a really spectacular one. Like a player trying to has been like the player of the season of the year. <laughs> like a player yeah. trying to slice a clearance of, and it goes into the top corner, rather than out for what the, the other end of the pitch. I, you know how I feel about Jordan Henderson doing these volleys, but if he wants to volley <laughs> one into his own net. <laughs> I would, you know, I, you know what? I'm gonna do, can we do? Just for fun, like an on goal on each side. Like I want Thiago Silva to do an on goal, like to just sort of go like his weirdness where he sort of goes slicing through his own defender. Mm-hmm. And it's I, an own goal from there, and then he looks like he's about to cry. I would be up. I mean, even though it might cost us a title win and a victory on Sunday, I would be up for a Jordan Henderson twenty-five yard volley into his own net. <laughs> okay, I want. I want an own goal for each. Okay. Henderson and Thiago Silva, and then I want a Marcus Alonso red card. Okay, fair enough. Oh, we can all get yes. on board with that. He should yeah. always be sent off. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Finally, Monday night is Manchester United versus uh, Wolves. Half past five on Sky. The David Edwards derby. Uh, Wolves got four points in the last two games. Man United won three out of four, and they're winning at the moment. Um, Manchester United in January have won 74 out of 113 games. That is the most of any team in Premier League history. Um, and Wolves have not won their first game of the calendar year in the top flight since 1981. Wow. Although not many of those players from 1981 will be playing now, so that means that... <laughs> That's before I was born. Yeah, all right, stop Me it. Too. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us were four on that day. Thank you. <laughs> that was comfortably before I was born. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I can see a grubby Manchester United 1-0 win here. I don't remember the last time I saw Wolves play. <laughs> I was about to ask, is, is, who's... So Jimenez is still suspended for the... I is he still silly? <laughs> <laughs> He's always handsome. Uh, I don't know. Did you see that game, Emma, where he got sent off? Uh, oh, yeah. dumb. It was really dumb. So yeah. that was only a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? So you've seen Quite that might be the last time I saw them play because I think they've been postponed like all the time. Yeah. Right. Ha- have they played a match after that? Uh, bear with me, caller. Let me just have a. <laughs> Shall we talk about how handsome Ralph is? Uh, oh, he's a dreambird. He's just so he. You know what? What is it about him? Looks like he's wearing eye makeup. He kind of does. Yeah. So Wolves' last game was the 19th of December, where they drew 0-0 with Chelsea. 
Yeah, but how many matches have they had since then? Has he served his suspension? He got sent like over ten days. Well, I guess he has because he got two. It was his second yellow card, wasn't it? He got sent off for, and that's against Manchester City, and that was three games ago. Yeah, Almost four games ago. yellow cards in like 40 <laughs> Yeah, so I guess he's back. So, yeah, he'll be back. They've not played since the 19th of December. So they'll be well rested. Manchester United are playing right now, aren't they? Um, yeah. Don't we record... tell us how they're doing. Well, no, I won't, but I'm saying we're recording Thursday night, so I guess they'll be fairly rested as well for Monday but evening. are they playing or are they just playing Burnley? Uh, they are just playing Burnley. <laughs> they can't play any more than Burnley. <laughs> Oh, you know, Wolves might have a might have a shot. Yeah. Maybe. You think it could be? I would be... like them to have a shot. Me too. Oh, definitely, I would as well. Yeah. I would also like Man United to have a not shot. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want it to happen. I, I I don't want to support a team which enables a rapist to live his life. So um, <laughs> no. Good. Okay. Well, that uh, I think we're all agreed on that one. Um, okay, so that brings us to the end of our Premier League You're roundup. You're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think we get any argument from me for that. Uh, that brings us to the end of our Premier League roundup. That brings us to uh, the end of our podcast for this year, girls. We've done a, a whole year again. I can't um, believe we made it. What a year it's been. Yeah. What's your favourite part of football this year? When it wasn't happening. <laughs> <laughs> the summer. <laughs> Uh, when it wasn't happening. The summer break. Now, even that was bad for Barcelona, so... <laughs> oh, what about the ladies' team? That's got to be oh. good for Barcelona. Oh, God, I love those women. They are goddesses. They, yeah. They're just goddesses. So, they're Champions League winners. Is that your favourite part of the year? Yes. Okay, Jesse, what's yours? Argentina winning the Copa America? I have to go. <laughs> go on, what's your favourite part of the year? Um, what was my favorite part of the year, football-wise? Yes. God, this year, um, I don't know. I'm a huge fan of it. We support bad teams, Chris. <laughs> I, I was going to suggest um the uh, penalty sheet up between Argentina and Colombia purely for Emmy Martinez. can't say that an Argentinian was my favourite part of the year. That will just... No, that's not fair. Well, no, of course you can, because as you tell your children in your preschool, you can't help where you're you're born, and you and you should love people from wherever they are, shouldn't you? That's what you tell yeah, your preschool children. Yeah, but from Argentina, <laughs> That will just make me sad. <laughs> What's your favourite part, guys? I, I think possibly that. Uh, maybe the hope I got after... i tell you what it was. There was a point where Luke Shaw scored in the third minute of the Euros final. That was you know a... that you didn't win that final. I know that we didn't win it, but I know that I didn't win it. But that feeling when it went in was just. You know what happened? You scored too early. Well, yeah, we did. I mean, that happened when we played Croatia in the, in the World Cup semi-final. We scored too early, but yeah, that feeling you just can't bottle. And I think maybe when we won the semi-final as well, it was just like, wow. But yeah, I think that's that's probably my favourite. So there we go. Nice. Hmm? Nice. Yeah, very nice. 
Okay, right, that brings us to the end of our uh, last podcast of the year. Um, we are Man of the Post, part of the Man of the Post network. With any luck, uh, Dave and Ali and Simon will be back early next week to review the games that we've been previewing. Uh, if you like us, you can uh, leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Stitcher or Acast, or wherever else you download your um, podcast from. You can follow us or like or subscribe in all our future episodes will fall automatically into your inbox. You can follow us on Twitter at Man of the Post. You can follow us on Instagram at Man of the Post. Uh, Jesse, they can follow you too, can't they? They can follow me wherever they... No, they can't. They can follow me on Twitter, though, at Jesse Loesch, just like they could follow you on Twitter, Chris. Where? Well, I was going to say to you, if I wanted to make an effort that was unusual, well, where would I follow that? Oh, they could follow on you. Chris, you're so good. They could follow Unusual Efforts at Unusual Efforts on Twitter and I think Instagram as well. You can do both. I don't think the I don't think the Instagram one gets updated all that often, to be honest with you. No, it the out- not. It, it the, might in the coming year. <laughs> the output from the Instagram isn't the same. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Right. Thank you very so much, girls. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure this uh, this last twelve months with you. Uh, and always remember to keep your man in the post. <laughs> <laughs>